Hello everyone, this is Sasia Roman and for my second topic, I will be talking about toxic masculinity. Now this topic was a suggested topic and the only way I could really respond to this suggested topic is to quote social media persona and musician Belkalis Almanzar when she went on live and said, I'm glad you brung it up because I've been dying to talk about it for a hot minute. This is Tea Time with Sasia, and it's time to spill the tea. So first, if we want to talk about toxic masculinity, we need to define toxic masculinity. So I went online and I looked at the various definitions that are provided and I created a collective definition that embodied all the kinds of terms that I found. So we will be defining toxic masculinity as all the behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs that are centered on traditional male gender roles that glorify dominance and aggressiveness, and often the repression of emotions. And that sounds like a lot, and we will be unpacking a lot, but this is also a 10 to 15 minute podcast, so we're just going to really just focus on the surface level of what is toxic masculinity, how do we identify the behaviors that are a product of toxic masculinity, and how we can react to toxic masculinity in our day-to-day lives. So we identified toxic masculinity as the behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs that are centered on traditional male gender roles. And so what are these traditional male gender roles? Generally speaking, traditional male gender roles are the roles that are associated with masculinity. So men taking up a position of dominance, of assertiveness, aggressiveness, showing strength, repressing a lot of emotions that show vulnerability or what is perceived as weakness. And the traditional male gender role would be a man taking responsibility for the majority of society, the man taking the lead in any kind of endeavor and kind of pushing any other kind of group to the side. From an individual point of view, you would see the traditional male gender role as having men express themselves as really strong figures and often this creates men who do not really know how to express any kind of emotion besides those associated with those traditional male gender roles. So I want to go farther into the emotional aspect of the male gender role and how this affects men. When you live in a society that reinforces these values that men need to be strong and that men can't show weakness, then you have generations upon generations of men who are unable to experience any kind of emotion or express any kind of emotion besides anger or dominance or aka toxic masculinity. And not only this, this also creates a male population that doesn't know how to talk about their experiences in life, doesn't know how to unpack their traumas in life, and doesn't know how to really articulate what they're feeling. 
And I know that this is something that comes up a lot in this kind of conversation, but I'm going to bring this up just in case you haven't heard of this saying, which you most likely have, but the idea that boys don't cry. And I know that this is probably one of the most highlighted things that come up when we talk about toxic masculinity, but it is very relevant. While yes, I do believe that everyone processes emotions differently, I have encountered people who will very proudly say that they have not cried in years. And I am no psychologist, I'm no psychiatrist, I don't have a PhD in anything regarding mental health, but that just does not sound healthy to me. I don't know about you, but I cry like twice a week and it's just something routinal for me (laughs) because I think that crying is a way to kind of release a lot of energy, a lot of emotions, process things, and I just really wonder how some men go about years not crying. Like that is genuinely concerning for me. Like crying is relief to me sometimes and so I really wonder you know I'm joking about it but I really wonder how some men are unable to really address some of these very sad experiences in life without crying and it's not something to be taken lightly because long term you have men who have years and years of trauma that goes unaddressed and that they end up projecting onto other people and that is what i want to go into for the second part of this podcast now the term toxic masculinity is something that may be much easier to understand when you think about what is toxic what do you associate with toxic toxic or something that's toxic to you is something that's bad for you something that will ultimately kill you i believe that toxic masculinity is something when seeped into someone's mentalities into someone's beliefs into someone's behaviors and emotions is something that really kills the soul it deprives you of truly living like any kind of genuine human being But not only is it killing you, but it can also affect the people around you. And like I've said before, I can only talk about my own experience. And my own experience has been in a traditional, conservative Christian Latino household. And the best way that I could possibly show what toxic masculinity is like in this kind of community I just want you to think about an onion and how there are layers to an onion and how there are layers to toxic masculinity and that is what I have seen in my community. So for one, there is a term in Spanish that we know as machismo and it really just reflects everything that is toxic masculinity in addition to all the sexist and traditional ideals that repress women in our society and these kinds of values are fairly common in a lot of latino households and i do not intend to bash any kind of person on this podcast but i have blatantly experienced sexism from people in my family because i am a woman and because they are a man and i'm talking about You no longer speak because I am the man and I told you that you can no longer speak. 
And it was not until I was much older that I was able to defend myself and assert that no, I will not be disrespected and no, I will not allow you to shut me up. And I've been lucky to not be in any kind of physical threat because of my retaliation back. But in reality, men sometimes use their physical dominance and physical strength over women to repress women. And now we're going into a whole conversation about sexism, about domestic violence, and I don't want to get into that because that is a whole other monster to fight. But generally speaking, toxic masculinity takes different forms in different kinds of households, and that's where I want to get at. And I happen to have an older brother, and some of the comments that I would hear growing up was, Tienes que ser hombre that would be directed towards him which is you have to be a man and what that meant was you have to kind of just pick up your pants and deal with it you just got to figure out how to deal with it but what that failed to acknowledge was hello I am someone older than you I can possibly provide guidance to you and I can possibly support you, but instead of doing that, I'm just gonna tell you to kind of just suck it up. Like, I don't know if men have heard this before, but it is completely okay to just be a human being that experiences life and takes it and processes things and is sad and is happy and is angry and is disappointed, and it's okay if you show that. It's not a sign of weakness if you show emotion. It's not a sign of weakness if you say, I can't do this. It's not a sign of weakness to ask a woman to help you. It's not a sign of weakness to get anyone to help you. It's just a part of life and it's okay to embrace that part of yourself. And it's when men don't want to embrace this side of themselves that they associate with femininity or like feminine energy is that another thing is produced by that and i want to address the use of gay as an adjective gay is a sexual orientation and we are in 2020 and unless you live under a rock you were unaware of that gay is not something that you use to describe something and that is just something that I feel like everyone should know everyone has probably been exposed to and it's time to remove that from our vocabularies when we want to describe something that makes us uncomfortable and this was brought up recently with Bad Bunny's new music video where he dressed up as a woman and a lot of people were saying oh he's canceled he's canceled because he was expressing this side to himself and if you didn't know this um he was also advocating for a woman in puerto rico who was killed because she was transgender and he was bringing light to that situation that happened in puerto rico so i heard some people saying like oh like he's so gay for that like he's so this and that for that like just judging him like just straight up judging him and my opinion is well he has a whole girlfriend he has blatantly said that while he is a supporter of the lgbtq plus community he himself does not identify as someone from the lgbtq plus community so he is 
not gay. And third, his bank account is fire right now and you probably can't even say the same thing. So why are you coming at him? And honestly, I think that what a lot of men felt when they witnessed Bad Bunny dressed up as a woman was that they got really uncomfortable because honestly, I think I think some of y'all liked it because you haven't addressed that it's okay to be a certain way and you're just trying to deny that part of yourself. I think other people are just straight up homophobic, but you know sometimes that internalized homophobia be popping out and that's all i'm gonna say on that that being said how can we address toxic masculinity for one if it is safe and you have a platform don't be afraid to speak up now the biggest issue with toxic masculinity is that it is so normalized in our society But it is perfectly okay for us to see and experience something and then say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with the statement that you made. I'm not comfortable with you saying this about this person. I'm not comfortable with you saying this directed towards me. Oh, I'm not comfortable with you asserting yourself like that towards me. That is perfectly okay and should be okay. Second, I think that while I did come at men a little bit in this podcast, I want to say that this is not me coming at any kind of individual man. I think that it is a product of our society, of the norms that we have reinforced over many years, and that it is our time now to change that narrative for men in our society because we need to support men as well. Three, if it is within the financial circumstances for someone to get counseling or therapy i think that is very important that men get those resources because there is a lot to unpack when it comes to the expectations of being a man in our society four i think is to be critical of the way that we may be reinforcing expectations of men in the traditional gender roles as well and five I think that we as the younger generation need to try to educate our younger generations to be more mindful of the way that they are conducting themselves as people. I think that people have become progressively more open to talking about these kinds of conversations and while that's great, we're not really going to get anywhere until people start really educating the youth about how they can be better people for themselves and how they can deconstruct these gender roles that for decades and decades have been enforced on everyone and that is all on toxic masculinity for episode two of tea time with sesia if you have any suggestions don't hesitate to reach out i'm open to any kind of topic and yeah i hope everyone is taking care of themselves being mindful living their best lives and living their truth selves and you all have a wonderful day